Focus is the word that we'll be discussing in this episode of the Future Champions podcast. So far, we have explored sacrifice and intensity. Each episode encourages you to think deeply about the words you use when you are trying to achieve great things. Whether it be in sport or any other area in your life, you have to set goals and then strive to achieve them. In this episode, our focus will be on focus. If you speak to most coaches, they will say that this is one of the biggest issues that most young athletes face. Players coming to training and not being mentally prepared to start training, to listen to instruction and respond immediately to the situation. Or at a game or competition, athletes struggle to stay focused in the warm-up or during the game. Focus is defined as the centre of interest or activity. Breaking it down further, there are two types of focus, voluntary focus and automatic focus. And I think it is important to understand the difference between the two if we are going to understand how to improve our focus. I am a big fan of the game Bop It!, So I thought I would play a little game to explain the difference between automatic and voluntary focus. And I've asked my 10-year-old son, Jasper, to come into the studio to help. Jasper, how are you? Good. Do you like playing Bop It? Yes. I want to set you a challenge. Yeah. I want you to try and score as many as you can in Bop It. Got it? Yes. Okay, go. Now, I've muted my mic so Jasper is not distracted by me. So let's look at what we have done here. I have set Jasper a challenge which he has accepted. He is now trying to score as many as he can on Bop It. If you were to define Jasper's focus right now, it would be voluntary focus. That is, he has a goal and he has chosen to focus on that goal. That was good. Great work, Jasper. How'd you go? Um, That was actually good. It was two more than the whole high score. Do you think now that you have had some practice, you could beat your score? Maybe, probably. Now, before Jasper starts his next challenge, I want to introduce the concept of automatic focus. That is where something happens external to us that shifts our attention. If you are speaking to someone and engaging in a meaningful conversation, and then your phone sends a notification to tell you a message has been received, Your voluntary focus was on the conversation, but your automatic focus is on the alert on your phone. And the problem is our brain does not distinguish between the two. Our minds are built to be distracted. We are built to consider all distractions and decide whether that distraction is more important than the thing we are currently focused on. Imagine you are reading a book and someone yells out, watch out! your brain will instantly shift focus from reading the book to assess the potential danger. Now back to Jasper. So Jasper, you think you can beat your last score? Yes. This time I'm going to read a book while you play. Is that okay? Yes. You ready? Yes. Go. Bop it. Twist it. Do you like green eggs and ham? I do not like them, Sam I am. I do not like green eggs and ham. Would you like them here or there? I would not like them here or there. I would not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. Oh, that's annoying. (laughs) Man, what happened? You were talking and I couldn't concentrate. Jasper, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. So what changed? Well, it was Jasper's focus that changed. 
he heard something else which caught his attention and his brain could not easily filter out the unimportant information from the important information. And because multitasking is not a real thing in that you cannot think about two things at once, his performance dropped. That's right, our brain can only think about one thing at a time. We can teach it to move quickly from one thought to the next, but we can only process one thought at a time. But there is good news. We can teach our mind to filter out the distractions and focus on things that matter. But it takes time, it takes practice, and it takes discipline. Imagine you are a trained soldier in a forest and you have live rounds flying over your head. With all the noise and all the risk, you need to be ready to listen to the direction given by your commanding officer and be ready to respond without fear or favour. Zahn Hopping was a soldier in the Australian Army who was faced with that very situation. As an infantry soldier in the Royal Australian Regiment, he unexpectedly found himself in that very situation, in a training exercise that nearly went terribly wrong. The unit that I was with was 6RAR Charlie Company. So RAR is uh, Royal Australian Regiment. We're an infantry battalion situated in Brisbane. We went over to Malaysia, Butterworth in Penang Island. Part of that three-month tour was to train with different armies, one of them being Malaysian Army, obviously, Thai Army and the Singaporean Army as well. You have military exercises where you just use blanks. As for a live fire event, it means everything's live fire, so everything's real. So your um, rounds that you use are live, the grenades that you use are live, all that sort of stuff. In this instance, it was with the Thai army. We were just attacking a hill. We were the company attached, and they were the battalion. So we were just a company attached to the battalion, and we were doing a very large-scale live fire exercise. In a battalion, you're looking at about four companies, so you're looking at about 120 people on their side and 30 on ours. But we were both on the same side for the exercise. It was supposed to be a basic live fire exercise where we were all lined up in an access and moving forward towards the enemy. The initial exercise started. Everything was going quite well. Everyone was moving well together. Had good communication. And then we noticed that there were rounds whizzing above our heads. Everyone was yelling, get down, get down, get down. So we all dove down and the bullets were still whizzing above our heads. If one of those rounds had hit you, Death would be likely. Everyone was like looking at each other like, what's going on? How is this happening? Should we retaliate? Obviously, at that time, you can't retaliate unless orders come from above to retaliate. So it's a very tricky situation to be in. It took a while before the round stopped, but it was a little bit hairy there. So obviously, when there's risks, your focus is 10,000 times more enhanced than, than it is when, there's, than when there is no risk. Everyone took cover. Everyone was on the ground. Everyone was basically digging a hole with their eyelids. They were flat on their guts and they were taking cover, waiting for instruction. As an infantry soldier, you train for this all the time. You train for it day in and day out. When, when these situations happen, it's not a, a panic. When the round stopped firing over our heads, that's when we, we realized that the message had gotten through over the radio and they had ceased fire. 
Azan said, soldiers are trained to respond to dangerous situations, but how can we improve our ability to focus? Sajguru is an Indian philosopher, and he suggests that a way to improve your focus is to pay attention to something that has absolutely no relevance to you. Take time out of your day to listen to a dripping tap, for example. Like a muscle being worked at a gym, your mental focus will become stronger. He refers to this as indiscriminate focus. Like focusing on a muscle at the gym, mental strengthening will improve your ability to focus. Let's do a quick recap. Focus is important, particularly for an athlete. There are two types of focus, voluntary and automatic. Our focus can be disrupted by automatic focus. When our focus is disrupted, we need to train our mind to reduce the impact of that disruption. The question is how? Dale Paxton has been a coach of representative football for many years. He was the technical director of football in the Wide Bay region with a focus on youth development. He also owns and manages a Sport First franchise where he supervises his staff. I asked him if he felt when thinking about a focused athlete, what is he looking for at training and a game? Being in the present is part of my philosophy of, of coaching and mentoring over my career in both a, a coach of multiple sports at multiple levels and a business owner of multiple employees at different levels. So being in the present to me is about mainly is the first step in three. Being in the present is the first part. Being in the moment is the second part and being in the zone is in the third part of what my philosophy would be around it. Being in the present starts from, if we're talking about a sporting point of view, starts from being organised and a lot of present is organised. It's about rocking up to training, having all the correct gear, uh, such as your boots and your drink bottle and you're on time. The next part of the being in the present is that sport is your outlet, that you turn up there to do that job or do that sport, hopefully because you enjoy it and you're able to give it 100%. And it's your outlet where you can shut off from the rest of your life, whether you're fighting with your sister, your mother, your brother, girlfriend or your boyfriend, you, you can turn up, be in the present, being there and shutting off the rest of your life. As you go up in the next steps, being in the moment and being in the zone is where you get your elite athletes, such as Jordan, Kobe, Messi, Ronaldo. They are able to give their whole soul and focus and life to, to their passion or to their sport. And in the, in the working life, is exactly the same. Um, it's about rocking up to work, on time, ready to work and ready to go and being able to block out the same sort of things and give you 100% of your work life. And that, that's what separates your casual player to your rep player to your elite players. And it's exactly the same in a work environment. Those employees that are dedicated generally go a lot a lot further, those employees that are organised and are able to block out what's going on in their life and they succeed. Being in the present it will help you succeed in life and that, again, starts at the bottom of being organised and hopefully you will be in the moment and then onto the zone and be very successful in whatever you're doing. There are varied opinions on how to improve focus, but the fundamental truth is this. If you want to improve focus, you need to work on it like you work on any other skill. And you need a plan. Abraham Lincoln, a past president of the United States of America, said, If I had six hours to cut down a tree, I would spend the first four sharpening the axe. 
Think about that. If I had six hours to cut down a tree, I would spend the first four hours sharpening the axe. So when it comes to focus, perhaps this is how you can sharpen your axe. Firstly, avoid the use of social media before training a game or competition. Why? The answer is simple. If you spend time on your phone, by the time you arrive ready for your game or your training, your brain is in need of a break. Think of the time before training, game or competition as a time you use to sharpen your blade. Secondly, use visualization techniques to help develop and strengthen your focus. Before a game or competition, think about the goals you want to achieve and picture yourself completing them perfectly. If you're a footballer, think about the perfect header. What does it look like? What does it feel like? Imagine that ball coming towards you as you strike the ball perfectly into the goal. Visualization is very effective at sharpening your focus. Also, when your coach is speaking, be present. Listen to what they are saying and focus on key words. If your coach is setting you a task or explaining an exercise, visualize what that will look like when you are doing it. Keep a diary and make notes on what you have learned, what you need to improve on and what you have achieved. Use this as a debriefing tool to ensure that you are on track. Spend time going back over notes that you have written and practice focusing. Stopping to take time out to focus on unimportant things, like a dripping tap or a running fan. This will build your mental strength and this will build your focus. And finally, don't be scared of boredom. In fact, search for it. It will give you the time you need to breathe mentally. You need a break. No mind can be focused all the time. So when it's time to switch on, be on. But when it's time to switch off, switch off. In an earlier podcast, I introduced you to Hugh McCauley from the Hugh McCauley Football Academy in England. He was speaking to a group of footballers who were visiting England from Australia on a footballing tour. I wanted to finish this episode on his comments as I think they provide an insight into the importance of being focused. I was lucky enough to work with young, fantastic players like you. World-class players, Stephen Gerrard, James Carragher, Robbie Fowler, okay, Michael Owen, world-class international players. And you know something? I can still remember their faces standing in front of me there and their eyes were focused on what I had to say. And a coach wants to look around at his group of players and see their eyes looking at one person who's that me then i know you're paying attention thank you for joining me on the future champions podcast and a big thank you to my son jasper for joining me on this podcast today you're welcome you can visit us at ntentsport.com or search for the future champions podcast on facebook my name is Stuart taylor love life and stay safe <laughs>